You're listening to the Slow Ride podcast. Likes, advice, and rumors straight from the source. The Slow Ride and on Twitter at Slow Ride Pod. Hello and welcome to the 464th episode of the Slow Ride Podcast. This is Tim in the city, beautiful Orlando, Florida. This is Matt in the city, beautiful Minneapolis. And this is Spencer in the city, beautiful Holyoke, Massachusetts, bringing the energy, bringing the hype, bringing the heat this off season because, boys, you came in a little light. I'm not going to lie, but that's okay. I'm here to rescue the show. We're going to crank this up to 11. We're going to talk oh, right yes. over you. We're going to pull it Tim Hayes right on over the rest of the Slow Ride podcast. Let's go. All right. All right. So this is Coach Tim. This is my impression of Coach Tim, and I'm here to say I'm back, baby. I've been gone for a while, but we're back on top. I don't know where I was, but I have returned. Okay, I'm going to interrupt you right now and say you're oh. doing a really, really good job. Uh-huh. Um. Peak Tim returned today. I don't. Uh, I'm so back that a, a glimmer of Peak Tim came back. Really? When uh, <laughs> this was oh, just a this was just I got to tell you. I can't believe this is true. I got to tell you. Okay. I went full kit wanker today with my AG2R oh, Citroen. It showed up. Socks, bibs, jersey, and hat, and I looked like a million dollars. I looked like Benoit Cosenfroy. Brought on a lot of winter weight uh-huh. and yeah. um, even had the glasses. I, I looked good and I felt good. Mm-hmm. I have to admit it was the first time I've bought a new kit in about 10 years due to the fact that I, I work for a kit company, um, Endura, as we all know. But anyway, got this kit in the mail. Pretty middling kit, but boy, did I make it look good out there. And the inst- the Instagram <laughs> community and the Twitter Instagram agrees. In fact, friend of the pod, JP Callums wrote, I'm going to tell my kids that this is what Carlos Betancourt looked like. Oh, that was I mean, nice. That, that's kind of accurate. Yeah. Yep. Got the, the hair looked good flowing uh-huh. out the back. I even took my helmet off on the trail today just to <laughs> really... Really I, I, get the people to embrace. We gotta what get was to happening. the crux of the matter, though. How did you feel about Braun Shorts in oh, in they the flesh, so as it were? They looked so good. Um, although did, I gotta say, we did get an email today from Shahab, and he says, "Super rookie tan guys, can we have a discussion on the good mm-hmm. about convincing the super rookie to get some leg tan? Maybe I'm used to the pro." Riders' bronze legs meshing perfect, perfectly with the brown AG2R bibs, but we can have we can have this type of contrast between the legs and kit. See attached screenshot of your own post for reference. This is Gracious exactly from Baltimore, Maryland. Yeah, this <laughs> is exactly getting, just what I wanted hate. to bring up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now, Tim, there's a couple of glaring things here. He's exactly spot on with the with the analysis, right? Uh, I don't know that a normal human can pull off brown shorts it's, the way a, a, a world tour professional can. Oh, 
But I don't know. I secondarily, <laughs> your riding season never ends in sunny Florida, home yeah. of the oranges and the juice. What's going on, yeah. bud? Are well, you wearing haven't... leg warmers whenever it's below 70 degrees, like no, all the weirdos uh, say? No, knee well, I have, I, I have dropped my knee warmer um, line to 63 degrees now. But I got to say that, uh, you know, I'm not known to tan. I'm a, I'm a very, very, very sunburnt. Um, mm-hmm. uh, I'm apt for sunburntness. Yeah. And I don't know. I, You know what, Shahab? You're right. But, I, man, I still looked good. Because I got to tell you, the brown bibs with the socks. Guys, no. I felt like a million bucks. New kit day. You guys want to know? And I got, hey, I looked, now, I, oh. I'm interrupting you now because Coach Tim is here. Wow. Back from the dead. Oh, okay. You guys want to know? The best thing I learned in my racing career, the best product that I learned about that is legal for riding <laughs> in racing <laughs> that to What's enhance that? your performance. Yeah, I'm gonna get some sort of bronzing, uh, some like sort, of bronzing sort of thing. liquid, <laughs> yeah, brocation. Exactly, exactly. Now you can you can apply the bronzing uh, uh, liquid <laughs> to your legs. It it enhances the tan. Really brings out the color <laughs> that you've worked so hard for, or maybe didn't work that hard, and you're trying to pretend that you did. Mm-hmm. Um, just, I mean, an absolutely phenomenal product that everybody should be. It's you're right, using. but I was so nervous that my super white crisp socks were going to get dirty with bron- oh, they bronzing they liquid yep. or any type of water spray. I took a risk out there, but I got to tell you, I felt good. I looked good. And I think we need to start normalizing wearing professional team kits. You can't wear a world championships Jersey and you can't wear a national championship Jersey. Um, unless it's a country that no one's heard of. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> like okay. sea, like sea land or something. Are you making a pass um, because 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 we got years ago? Like, did you as well? I got a Dan Dan Craven Namibia jersey. Yeah, but that's I not a national Namibia championship one. jersey. That's yeah. not a national championship jersey. That was the jersey I, for the Olympics, which is different. The, it's unique. Oh, okay, I, I have, have the, the Finlandia uh, national yeah. championship. Oh, I've got that kit, one too. Actually, yeah. Okay, but, but nobody's heard of of there. Tom it's, it's, Tom's is a friend of the podcast, so he'd allow us to wear. It. But the, my my point though, s- certainly. Is, you know, full kit wanker, whatever. I think you can look good if you get the hat, you get the socks, you embrace wow. it, and you just go. And if it's something as iconic as now the collector's item that is the AG2R brown shorts, mm-hmm. then just let it fly. But I got to tell you, I woke up today and I looked on the old Twitter. Mm-hmm. I, that hellscape. And I, something brought a smile to my face, little guy. Do you know what brought me a smile to my face? And I went... I should also buy that kit. Somebody oh, putting on old kit. kits? I'm going to s- assume it's Movistar based because that's how most, the oh. most of your likes go. Oh. The kit, the kit's not looking as good as it used to. But I got to tell you, that Movistar post sure tickled my what's, fancy. What's the Movistar post? I, I didn't see this. What is this? What happened? Well, I'm all, all it loop. says, all it says, Spencer, is we, period, are, period, so, period, back, period and then they got an emoticon with a fist and then it's a video of nairo quintana wearing the kit with a bunch of other is that alejandro valverde walking by in the movie star kit and not the brown shorts but the actual team kit yeah 
Oh. We're back, baby. He's that's back. Pretty, that's pretty huge news, but it's sad that they have a Gen Xer running their uh, social media because those <laughs> should be little clapping hands emojis between each word, not periods. Oh, good point. But either way, the team looks great, mostly because Valverde's back. Little guy, what is the likelihood Valverde races for Movistar this year? Are are we seeing a one-year contract here? What's the deal? Yeah, I just, I mean, I know we've had a lot of contract news in the last few days, uh, and not everybody knows where they are, but uh, I'm I'm pulling up right now, and it doesn't look like he's on the roster, but they only have 29 on the team, so they could add another rider. I believe they are keeping a seat open at all times for keeping the seat warm he's got to come back so anyways it made me feel good looking Uh, at that hmm. and i gotta say it got me thinking as i was um rocking my full ag2r kit today Uh you know there's a lot of riders one one second i have a full credit agricole kit you've got a full ag2r kit little guy do you have a full french team kit um not really. No, I have a uh, I have a System U jersey, but I don't have you, bibs. Uh, you have a Bonjour? Do you have a Bonjour? No, I don't. I have Bonjour booties. Uh, just the booties? I got booties. You don't even have an FDJ? I don't have an Not FDJ. Really no, either. I don't. The only thing I, I think, I'm trying to think now. I can't believe the one letting us down on weird French cycling team jerseys. It, it, yeah. I, no, yeah, just the Super the truth. U. It's the System U. Yeah. So before we get into like our, our main topic tonight, I just want to say, bring back the full kit. That's it. It's okay. Just it's do okay. it. And you're going to feel it's good okay. about yourself when you're riding. Oh, for sure. For sure. I would have That's a full um, Castorama kit if I could ever find one that wasn't 30 <laughs> years old and size extra, extra large, because that's not going to yeah. work. So, um. Um, Anyways, so while I was rocking out there at 15 uh-huh. miles an hour average today, uh-huh. um, I was thinking about the dominance that is Jumbo Visma and how they're just trying to sign everybody Yep. and mm-hmm. all these things that are happening. Mm-hmm. I don't even know who they tried signing from Bora Hansgrove and Bora Hansgrove is like, you didn't sign that dude yet. And then Intermarche <laughs> is like, Intermarche goes on Twitter and is like, Hey, he's still under contract. Not with us though. It was great, <laughs> man. Did you it, see that? Marche is just, just the best. On, they're so off good the at it. Top rope from from the crowd they're with so the steel good. chair. Intermarche taking out the, <laughs> the Jumbo Visma. Wow, they're so good. It's so, wild. I gotta say, it got me thinking though. Okay. Jumbo Visma is such the super team. Not many. No one's gonna beat them this year. Even if Bala comes back. As, as we expect he will for Movistar. They ain't going to beat him. Jumbo's just too good. They're stacked. They got Sepp Cuss as like the third option on that team. Yeah, they've got Grand Tour winners like, like falling out of the bus, like who don't have yeah. chairs in the bus because so there's too many Grand Tour winners. It did get me thinking, though, is that the Slow Ride podcast is known for its cycling expertise. Mm-hmm. It's That's known true. for its cycling creativity. And it's known for seeing ideas through to the end. I'm worried and, about that. Yeah. <laughs> and we've we got great ideas and we always execute. So I thought we should uh, take a trip down memory lane oh. and bring back a draft. We haven't done a draft in a while. So what I want to do 
and I propose is that the three of us are are we're putting our brain power together because we each have different types of strengths when it comes <laughs> to cycling knowledge. Um, and the three of us are going to draft three riders each for okay. our nine rider long, like it's a long team because someone's going to get hurt. So, someone someone's possibly could, yeah, someone's, someone's possibly going to get popped, but there's three of us. So three picks each. So three times three is nine and someone's going to get cut, but probably get popped. That's how these things work. And here's what we're going to do. We're going to draft the super team to take on Lotto Jumbo Visma in the Tour de France in 2024. But here's the catch. Okay. All of the riders we take have to use the equipment from their era. So if you take Eddie Merckx, great. But he's got to be rocking the seven-speed hub. Probably six. Right Probably six. Probably six. Yeah. Probably six. <laughs> right? So, so you want, you know... You want Jan Ulrich? Oh man, he's uh, he's oh god. I, okay, take okay. Jan Ulrich. Right. Anyways, this could be some so, fun. Uh, some some specify clarify the ground rules. We're saying we got to take on the juggernaut that is Jumbo Visma, but also participate in the current World Tour era. So we cannot select currently contracted riders. Yes, and that is a very okay. important caveat. Currently contracted riders. Okay. So how many how many slots were uh, was Movistar filled up there? <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, right. Little so, guy, right. twenty nine. So, so there's one roster spot. Now here's the best part. Taken. Yeah, yeah. Here's the okay, best part. All right. There's still space. Here's the best part: is Spencer could totally mess this thing up. Like if we're going with domestique surrounded by rider, and then he could just throw somebody in. This is going to be great. Well, I'm excited. Now you've thrown my whole game plan. I, I'm you've excited. just told everybody what I was going to do. I'm so excited. Well, I'm I'm getting out ahead of it because I don't want you to do it. Um, that's well, kind of the thing. I think we all know who the weakest link is here. Um, yeah. So speaking of which, uh, let's go with the first pick, and the first pick will be little guy. Um, little guy, uh, the world is your oyster. Non-contracted. Set the tone riders. for the entire team that we're building here, little guy. As as three. GMs that have no interaction with each other whatsoever mm -hmm. as yeah. far as our choosing power goes. Yeah, Let's which set, I believe is how Movistar works, early. actually. So. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, that's a good point. It's worked out well for them, too. It's super. It's worked out well for them. Uh, why not just bring back the past? I, how far There's a lot back? of ways I want to go. The equipment thing is a is little go? yeah. The equipment thing is a little difficult because you don't want to go too far because just straight up gearing, uh, modern cycling, <laughs> you're gonna have trouble. I'm gonna go way back and pick Frank Schleck. Frank Schleck, <laughs> you're taking Frank Schleck with the first pick. Ah, I gotta guess go you need to have a your heart, boys. You gotta go with your heart. You gotta go with your first one of your first loves. Wow. Okay, wow, okay, wow. Am we're, I next, or are you next, Tim? Uh, you can go next, Spencer. Uh, wow. We're already screwed. So We're trying to pick I, a super well, team, boys, and there's only so, one place well, to start. It's it's the, the, the Leopards. <laughs> here's the thing. Oh, well, they were a super team. Um, is Frank Schleck... Now, Tim, do you think Little Guy considers Frank Schleck like that team leader, or is he just a super domestique? Are we building a team if, around if Frank he, Schleck? If he drafted a super am domestique I, with the number one pick... Am I pick, contractually I'll... obligated to pick Andy now? I mean, oh, uh, no. 
I have two more chances to pick, you guys. So don't waste <laughs> don't waste your picks. Oh Jesus! It's the equipment okay. thing that's that's getting us. All right, all right. Yeah, we got to keep it semi-modern unless it's an absolute Look, slam dunk. Frank, what, what's Frank, peak? Frank what's retired peak Frank in twenty. Flex year. Peak Frank. I don't, when did he podium in the tour? Is he didn't even win the tour. So you 11, took for our number 11. one draft pick a guy that has. All right, even, all right, all right, all right. He's he's a super domestic. This, yeah. this has been. Oh, he's totally yeah. a super this domestic. I he am going won. with a proven Tour de France winner, a five-time Tour de France winner, Big Mig, Miguel Indurain. I think Solid. you still got it. I think I think he might only have eight speeds, at best. Yeah, but I think that's enough. That's enough. He doesn't need it. It's, he didn't like to run I, a high I, cadence anyway, so you're right. He's going to be totally fine. <laughs> and I think is, we can build a team around him. Yes. And and Spencer, to, to be perfectly honest, that is the type of pick that we would expect. Because even though the equipment is 25, 30 years old at this point, it's still I mean, solid equipment. Yeah, and half of mine is that old, so it's and, fine. <laughs> yeah, so solid pick. Um, I, I mean, I'm just going to stick with it. I'm definitely... The greatest living psych. Well, I guess the, a lot of these riders are still living, but the greatest, somewhat still active <laughs> racer, uh, not under contract, is definitely Alejandro Valverde, um, uh-huh, uh-huh. because you've got the most recent equipment um, options. But world champion twenty eighteen, <sighs> and then obviously Tim, uh, Grand Tour winner. Little guy, Tim has done exactly what we are our biggest fear. He's already split the team leadership dynamic. Nobody yeah. knows <laughs> who the true team but, leader is. Yeah. But he can hang out with Big Mig. They're practically were racing at the same time. There's only like <laughs> one, two years different here. Yeah. They were they close. Were. They actually they were, were super really close. close. I'm going to, I'd look that up while I think about this. Oh, wow. Um, Wait, man, so then Valverde, while starting his <laughs> career just shortly after Indorain, Gets yeah. modern equipment because he was riding last year. I know. It's like <laughs> oh it's a God. brilliant it's a brilliant pick. You're yeah. oh, you screwed the team. Oh, we're done for it. Oh no. <laughs> we're only three picks in and is off the rails. Uh, wait, wait, that screwed the team? Little guy took Frank Schleck first. Frank All Schleck right. first. Alright, little guy. How are you ruining the team this year? Oh my goodness. Well, no, I'm I'm, I'm willing to adjust. I can see we might have a few too many cooks in the kitchen <laughs> already. That I feel uh-huh. like we're gonna we might have. Uh, I see Valverde obviously has helped work for people in the past. Big Mig is obviously was a very gracious leader. He could have gobbled up more stage wins than he did. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know he he was uh, he he was a benevolent overlord of the peloton. So that's why I'm going with the only guy to really beat him in his prime, Evgeny Berzin. Uh, uh, <laughs> the Russian uh, rocket, he had one, maybe two good years. Yes, there was a lot of sauce involved, uh, but we said someone might go down on the team. Oh Berzin did beat him at the okay. Giro one year. What's and then his, he uh, did... How do you spell his last name? B-E-R-Z-I-N. He did uh, ride for FDJ briefly before uh-huh. he let the oh, money get good. a little too... Too much to him. Um, okay. So All there right. we go. Berzine. This is okay. Tim, little guy has gotten our bench warmer off 
uh, uh, early, so we can we can not have to worry about that. So that's good. Well, he, he's he's going to be the one that tests positive. It's, I'm assuming. It's, oh, it's he'll for surely be. But I mean, well, you guys have plenty of time yeah, to pick don't, somebody. Don't uh, be speak better. too soon because I have not made my choice quite yet, and I think we need a super domestique as good as Frank Schleck is. <laughs> I need a Festina era Richard oh. Veronk, and I need him to pull like will... crazy. Spencer, I'm mountains. not even. Veronk's I already know what year you're talking about. These guys, Veronk is such a prima donna. He's, he's not going to work for anybody. On a team full of prima donnas, you want all the prima donnas. Hey. All right. Well, with my next pick, if See, you want a team full of prima donnas and you need someone that can navigate their way through challenges of leadership. And and mm-hmm. who's in charge? There's no there's no better person than the great greatest Minnesota affiliated cyclist of all time. Of course, I'm talking to Greg Lamont. Taking Greg Lamont, wearing Team Z cap tonight okay. while I'm doing this. Okay. He knows how to share team leadership. He knows how to fight through adversity. That's a disaster. He's Greg Lamont. Absolute disaster. It's a good pick. It's a I, solid pick, it, but I don't. I have no idea who's winner. doing any work at this point. Yeah, we have two tour winners, <laughs> and and Valverde, who's. I guess we're gonna have to tell him we'll work for him at Worlds or something. I don't know. It's <laughs> a lot of tour podiums, though. It's a lot of tour podiums right there, boys. Oh boy! Oh boy! We got this. Okay. We got this. Um, this is your last pick, little guy. Yeah, it's tough. We, we you need know? some domestic. We need some actual domestiques. This team, it, we're gonna fail. We're we're taking on uh, Vinegard, Wout Van Aert, Sepkus, and the rest of the yellow yeah. Visma like, team. How are they gonna respond to seven different people attacking? That's <laughs> true. That's a good point. They're gonna watch us burn up all our matches one by one and enjoy it. They're gonna be like, "This is the greatest thing ever." Look, okay, who are you taking for your domestic? Right. Or who are you I'm taking? I'm going to go with a rider, a rider who spent the early years of his career as a domestique for my favorite rider who I wanted to pick, but I'm not going with. He was domestique for my favorite rider, uh, Fignon. Okay. But later in his career, he found the sauce. He knows how to win. But he also (laughs) knows how to shepherd a young Ulrich through the mountains. He knows how to hand over leadership when he needs to. But on his day, he can inject more EPO into his system than any rider <laughs> ever. And he can I'm talking about Bjarni Reese, boys. Oh, Mr. 60%. Mr. Oh, Mr. 60%. This is a solid, solid pick. Also, wow. solid, solid team manager. Um, exactly. He would have, like, or- obviously he would have organized a team. Frank. Like oh. him and Frank worked together really well. So, like. Yeah. So, so what's, what's peak Bjarni? 96 <sighs> tour? Full on 60%. Well, well, yeah. Yeah, 96, 97. He was super good. 90, 90, but I'm saying I, I'm going to go with 97 here. He stopped 10 at yeah. the tour still, but he was willing to work for all. He was working. Yeah. Uh, he won Amstel Gold. Uh, good, good form. Uh, you know, we can go with one of the Giewis years too. He was on some serious sauce then too. Just not quite at that level as big make. So yet. we've got actually pretty decent team right now right because we got Vronk who's been on the podium we have Ulrich uh, we don't have, Lamont. Don't have Ulrich oh we don't have Ulrich sorry um, we have Vronk we have Bjarni Reese on the podium apologies Big Mig won it five times I think Big Mig is our leader here clearly with the TTs well he thought so too until the rest um, of the team got announced 
But um, so who do you got, Spencer? Well, uh, boys, I'm not gonna lie. I'm a little worried about the the structure of this team. I think there's cracks in 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 the foundation already. Well, it started, a, it started horribly. Training camp, it's, yeah. It started horribly. I, it started okay. It started it started okay. Um, I mean, the third pick really so threw what, us into a tailspin. I I think, but um. I think we got to salvage something. Uh, sponsors, they expect results. Uh, they didn't invest in this little scrappy startup team um, to watch us all bicker and and miss the podium. So we're gonna get we're gonna have to get some stage wins, uh, boys. And um, I, th- I think I think uh, I think I know the the guy for the job. It's gonna be Tor Hushvad um, from the Prime. <laughs> Knew it. Uh, Credit Agricole era uh, and world championship era. Yeah. Uh, so, former world champion, he can win stages at the tour. He can go off solo. This, he can get it done from the from the uh, pack sprint. I think we're going to get a couple stages out of that and salvage this this team's so got, Tour de France. Got a couple questions for you, Spencer. You are definitely the Tor Hushfold um, expert. Do you think Tor Hushfold needs like a lead out person? No, um, or does is, not. Is he a good, does not. He's like a good. Uh, if okay, if I if we had a team for a sprint, I would have picked Pataki. Uh, now I've got a. Oh. I can't. I can't go that route. Well, uh, because he needs at least nine guys in front of him. So, man, I could really throw us throw us for a uh, a loop here. I could take a sprinter. That can no, we've like, got one. Then, we've got a sprinter. Well, I just picked our <laughs> sprinter. Don't, don't derail us anymore. So oh, my God. I do, I do think that there is one rider that is clearly missing here that can salvage this team that was a d- disaster from the beginning. A road captain. Any road captain. And, oh, what I, do you got? I, I've got it. Um, and this is one of our collective favorite riders. And what's important here is I, th- I think he, we've got a pretty good generational run of riders right but we've got this equipment problem so the equipment problem is is definitely something here you got to have the equipment from when you last yeah. race is, is almost recent. almost so, no one on our team has electronic shifting so but we Which got valverde no nope, valverde breaks <laughs> valverde needs to look around and make sure everyone's around the same age uh-huh. um and okay. I, I think this is pretty easy what we need is we need a true road captain we need someone that has been there from the beginning uh-huh. And has over uh, 14 Grand Tour starts in their career. And, of course, I'm talking about the Canadian superstar Sven Tuft, who is going to be our road captain to keep this all together. That's good. I wasn't sure I where you were going. It. There were three options it. there, and I, yeah. I liked all of them. You were either going to go Sven, you were going to go uh-huh. Big George and Gappy, you were going to yeah. go Mitch Docker. Like I, It was one of the three. And as you as you win, I couldn't tell. So uh, well played. It actually wasn't going to be Hankabi. It was going to be Adam Hansen. Adam Hansen, <laughs> yeah, that would be good. Adam Hansen would be good. We need shoes. You know we why? Need a shoe sponsor. Well, also like he's going to be able to s- s- get all that tech in sync, right? Like if yeah. one of Lamont's if one of Lamont's Calfies, circa nineteen ninety one breaks, uh, <laughs> he's going to be able to fix that in the bathroom. At the end of the stage, when the magnesium frame uh-huh. that Big Mig is riding <laughs> lights on fire, he's going to be able to fix that. Like he's going to have all the material science uh, background to work on all that stuff. But Sven I mean, Tuft got... can also build a fire 
and survive in the Canadian Arctic. So and well, and also Sventuft would not be testing positive. That's <laughs> no. true. And he would I actually so. work for anybody. Sven's yeah. skills will come in handy there, the survivalist skills with nah. We are trying to live off the, the budget that we've got left on this team because <laughs> uh, our, our prize winnings aren't going to get us very much, I don't think. I think we're going to oh. have a bit of a dysfunctional team, yeah. but I do love it. I do love – I do think that if you look at it on paper, it's pretty representative of the Slow Ride podcast. Yeah, what so, a great uh, who are we going for title sponsors? I think Fiat. <laughs> uh, okay. All right. All right. The, um, get some 500s to put in the uh, the caravan. I think I think we need like a um, some sort of big oil connection. Maybe big, we oh, could just oil. get like so, mobile or Shell or something. Oh, Seems I'm thinking we need like go. a. I'm thinking we need an early 2000s dot com startup like, oh, like pets dot com. That'd be good. Or something like, I was, that's like. But on the jersey, it says www.com. Yeah, I was just thinking of the classic Yahoo. Toshiba team <laughs> and how you could go with any sort of like Japanese or Korean uh, electronics company from the 80s and make a pretty sweet jersey. You could have Hitachi yeah. or something. You could have Sanyo. You, uh, could, have, you could have Sansui. Definitely got to do Hitachi. Hitachi would look yeah. good on a jersey. There's got to yeah. be a Hitachi our- cycling team. I'm going to do a little search. You guys keep doing the show. Well... With that, I, th- I think we j- we're going to win the 2024 Tour de France against Tom Jumbo with Frank Schleck, Big Mig, Alejandro Valverde, Berzine, Veronk, Greg LeMond, Bjarni Reese, Tor Hushfold, and Sven Tuft, the nine greatest living cyclists. Um, <laughs> you guys, Hitachi uh, did sponsor a team at some point, and the jersey is, is so good. I mean... Fantastic! Um, oh my god, I don't even know. It says Hitachi Video TV, and then Bozel, and then it says BCE Snooker on it. Hey, could this all be? All of our picks. This is meant to be. This is great, and it looks like they were on Merckx's, Merckx's, and um, and have some Mavic. Wow, this is good. I'm gonna. Tim, <laughs> that, you find that's this? a pretty amazing jersey. Tim's, yeah. Tim saw it. I saw. I yeah. everyone at home can't see, but Tim's face just lit up like a Christmas tree. <laughs> Before he even made a sound, I, and I knew he had seen this uh, jersey. I do think I know what I'm gonna wrap my uh, my key van in when I uh, <laughs> when I get it. Oh, if you saw the little uh, car that they had wrapped, oh man, what a thing of beauty! Wow, there um, is a full jacket of this on eBay right now, boys. Uh, I'm yeah. gonna go uh, see what's in the slow ride account while we start the pre-lap. Hopefully, we've got some good sponsors this week. This is our jersey. Well, we don't even have to draft it. This is our jersey. It's done. And with that, let's go to Hitachi superstar Jack Arvid Olsen in this week's Prem Lap. Hey, this is Floyd Landis. If you want to listen to the Slow Ride podcast, go ahead. I don't. It's nine hundred and ninety-five dollars Australian on eBay. Oh, nine hundred and ninety-five dollars Australian. It's like forty-seven dollars American. I can't pay that. All right, guys. Here we are in the premium lap. Let's give a shout out to Hammerhead. Head over to Hammerhead.io and thank them for their continued support by using the promo code Slow Ride when you buy your very own Karoo Two 
easily the world's easiest and best cycling computer. And when mm-hmm. you use the promo code SLOWRIDE, you're going to get your very own free heart rate monitor strap that pairs nicely, and it's so easy to set up. It's a beautiful computer, easy to use. I was just talking to someone on a ride today, um, looked over at, at me, and they were like, oh, you're a pro cyclist. Uh, mm-hmm you know, how do you like your computer? And I was like, I love it. It's super easy to use. And they're like, well, my brand X is very difficult to set up and doesn't always work. And the upload features aren't the best. And I was like, well, yeah, that's why you need to get the crew too. And I meant it. And it was awesome. <laughs> and then I, and then I was like, oh. and then I said, Hey, can I have a pen so I can sign your Jersey? Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> that Did happens you, all the time, isn't it? Do you know how to spell I, Bernard? I got to tell you, it just felt good. I felt like I was a pro again. And you can yeah. feel like a pro by using your very own again Hammerhead Crew 2. Go yeah. to hammerhead.io and use the promo code SLOWRIDE yeah. to get your own heart rate monitor you know, I was I was going to jump in at the end and correct all the things uh, Tim said that were incorrect, but he actually nailed it. Uh, the computer is great. It is easy to use. It does have an incredible screen. It, it works incredibly well. The uploads are great. And there's always software updates. And I love it. So I think you should uh, definitely check it out and save some money. with the code's a slow ride over at hammerhead.io. We'd also like to thank all the listeners and supporters of the Wide Angle Podium Network. Head over to wideanglepodium.com to find out about all of our independent cycling media. Also, highly mm-hmm. recommend you go to YouTube and you search for the Wide Angle Podium YouTube channel. Because Bill from Cyclocross Radio has been on the site in Louisville at Cyclocross Nationals doing track walks, doing all types of great content, mm-hmm. and you don't have to pay $180 a month for Flow Sports to watch no. Cyclocross <laughs> Nationals because you have our very own Bill Scheichen of Wide Angle Podium Network there. Seriously, check it out. And then also listen to Cyclocross Radio because mm-hmm. you're going to get the full coverage of Cyclocross Nationals that were this weekend in Louisville, Kentucky. And with that, let's get back to the show. Hi, this is Tom Bonin. I don't listen to the Slow Ride podcast. All right, guys, here we are. We're back at the show. Before we get into the overflowing slow ride podcast email bag where you can always email us at the slow ride podcast at gmail.com where all of your emails are gratefully accepted we did have cyclocross nationals and we did also have the cyclocross world's cup at the ski resort in val de sol i want to give a shout out to clara hansinger for winning her fourth u.s cyclocross national championship and eric bruner for i believe a back-to-back title beating andrew strohmeyer by 10 seconds and Scott put the fun in Cyclocross Funston in third place. Katie Klaus and Raylan Nuss taking second and third on the women's side. Jack Spranger takes the men's U23 with Lizzie Gonzalez taking it in the women's U23. But I want to give a shout out to American junior David Thompson, currently ranked number two in the world in the U19s, signed to AG2R Citron club team Ooh. for next year. And... Vida Lopez del San Roman 
is the women's junior champion. Congratulations to all of them. I can't wait to hear more about the racing in Louisville and this week's Cyclocross Radio. Do you, you see, uh, did you see the friend of the show, Josh Bauer, got fifth in his... In the single speed race. Single speed, yeah. Yeah, and I did see also that USA Cycling banned someone from starting the race dressed as a shark. Well, Someone that just paid $180 makes sense. to go to the non-championship championship race of single cross, uh, single speed at Cyclocross mm. National Championships. Mm. And then USA Cycling in all of its glory and officialdom to follow the rules saying you can't race because you're not wearing sleeves. Because they were dressed sleeves. as a shark. He didn't have sleeves under the shark? Like, he didn't have a jersey under, like, a t-shirt? They did not. They did not, but I gotta say, that's ridiculous. That is ridiculous. Well, you know, we've always said the one cog should be free. And USA Cycling has continued to flaunt that uh, right in our face, um, that the one cog is not free in their system. And uh, I think this just kind of uh, is a good embodiment of why the one cog should be free (laughs) because we're not there to take it serious. I don't know why there's a national championship for single speed, Uh, but it's the whole idea. It has become a, uh, it's always been a party race for the party people that want to have a good time. And now it's 80% party people that want to have a good time and dress as a shark and 10%, I guess 20%. So, um, People that are pre-riding the course at full speed for their elite yeah. races uh, later in the weekend, which is that's what masters races are for. It's a little that's expensive. The spirit of single cross. Fun. I don't single get speed. it. Yeah. But well, it's the to yeah. me, it's the okay, cool, Spencer. You make a really great point, right? The pre-riding the course at speed. You got people going there for single speed, but I mean, seriously, someone dressed up as a shark. Are you really concerned about if they have sleeves or not? Look the other way, hall monitor. <laughs> I they, I I saw uh, the social media uh, from USA Cycling uh, quickly <laughs> trying to do some damage control and being like, "Oh, get in contact. We'll refund you right away." Like, oh, oh. you know, like, uh, what a great costume! Like, lol. Like, again, just I'm just saying, like, just use intelligence. You're already getting like you're already getting dragged on social media mm-hmm. in every form all over. Someone dresses up as a shark. I mean, in the single speed race. Yeah, it's not like and also let's be honest. I cyclocross is still where the party is and there's still some fun going on in cyclocross. And I believe it's going to make a comeback. I do. It, because gravel now, you've got these $250 entry fees and you got to yeah. drive to God knows where to participate, and it's become way more. I mean, the loss of spirit of gravel is real. Um, <laughs> Cyclocross, at least, you could still kind of have the party atmosphere. Single speed is the perfect place for it. Now, and then, and then USA Cycling goes and shoots themselves in the foot because they have some cowboy out there trying to enforce every single rule. You think yeah, maybe yeah, like yeah. the head commissary would just be like, you know what? It doesn't matter. It just doesn't matter. It's like meatballs. Well, Great you know, movie. if you line up a hundred and fortieth in a pack of 200 single speeders and you're wearing a shark costume, what if you get to the front, you know? And then, then it looks (laughs) bad for you as a cycling when they're like, uh, he doesn't have sleeves and somebody's going to call us out. So we're going to have to DQ him later. Better to do it now. I would, Oh God damn. What if the shark shark won? 
Can you what imagine if the shark won? I know. And we'll the never sh- know. The shark's a ringer. The shark wins. And then some junior parent, like, files a complaint. Yeah. Because they're not wearing sleeves. They're like, these uh, are rules. Honestly, USA Cycling couldn't write better material than that. They Maybe they need to plant next next uh, nationals a ringer in a shark costume just for the press. Because as we all know, any press is good press. Slow Ride Podcast basically exists on the fact that any press is good press. Um, it's true. We don't need facts. So, we don't need, you know, any any sort of anything. Just just put it out there. Oh, man. That really got my goat. But, man. Yeah, I can tell. It was... We did get a great email. Little guy wanted me to bring this one to the top of the email bag. Good morning, gentlemen. I have been greatly enjoying your pain cave submissions on Instagram, as well as your insightful commentary. At first, I thought, this is awesome. I'm going to submit some photos of my pain cave as well. But after listening to more and more submissions, it occurred to me that my pain cave is woefully inadequate for several reasons. First... I have adequate space for free and comfortable movement. Uh-oh. Second, there are no nails sticking out of the ceiling <laughs> or out of anything for that matter. Uh-oh. Third, it's organized. Fourth, there are no cat litter boxes. Major and fail. fifth, and fifth, it's horribly clean and well lit. Also, I have to comment on the elephant in the room. My bikes. The bikes on the trainer is the new Super 6 Evo High Mod 4. The red bike behind it is my specialized ballet sprint disc, and the bike leaning up against my daughter's ballet bar, bar is my Cervelo Aspero with a campy e-car group set. If it's any con- consolation, at least I can say that I built all three bikes from the frame up. Anyway, uh. maybe you guys can use these images as a template for what not to do when setting up your pain cave. That's a good point. And little guy is going to be putting these up on the old Instagram. Later tonight, yeah. make sure, little guy, you give me some burn time on my sweet AG2R kit. <laughs> now, now you got you got to let it go. You know, don't 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 cramp my style. Yeah, I, anyways, I don't want to oversaturate it. The writer continues. Okay. I can say though that things weren't always so depressing. At one time in my life, in the early two thousands, I commuted everywhere on an orange facile. Single speed that I found in the basement of One on One Bicycle Studios and built up. Back when it was on Washington Avenue in downtown Minneapolis, I lived in Stevens Square and worked at the Wedge Co-op and was knocking out my generals at Minneapolis Community College. Wedge Co-op. How does that make you feel, little guy? On the ranking of co-ops in the Twin Cities, how does the Wedge rate to you? Third or fourth, I guess. But it's yeah, it's solid. Used to Sound? be, yeah. Used to be yeah. that they were the top dog, little guy. Now, well, you got, if if it's in the early two thousands, I'm gonna rank North. 2000s. I'm gonna rank North Country higher every day, but that's Whoa. gone. That's long but gone. But so, so, so who do you have long, above it? It's a long way who, to travel. Who do you have above it, little guy? Who do I have you above it? I mean, I, well, I mean, back in the day, I would say North Country. Now, I would say hmm. the uh, the Friendship Seward Storks is close to my house, and it's the one I go to most often. The other Seward now, location. I don't know. Maybe know the wedge is third. The early 2000s in Minneapolis, I did frequent the uh, one-on-one bicycle shop in on, on Washington Avenue, as both of you did as well. Yeah. But I also lived in Stevens Square, as and so guy. did Little Guy. Yeah. So we, <laughs> so were, we were probably this is very interesting. Shoulders. And you don't now, know who this person is yet, so no, we're getting there. Last, so last I do. week, 
we had the email of the listener who lived or was going to live in all the cities that we had been in. And now we've got a listener that's lived not only in the same city, but the same neighborhood. And not just that. Square is not a particularly large neighborhood. No, no. But this individual is. Oh, it gets better. Okay. All right. Things started to go down downhill after that, though. After transferring and graduating from Hamlin University, where I went to school to get my teaching, oh. uh, my, yeah. my uh, <laughs> post, post-grad, solid I also went to MCTC in the early 2000s, so yeah, this is maybe good. we were there sometime. I made the horrible mistake of going to law school, which now explains the bike and the space <laughs> yes, it collection does. in yeah, these yeah. photos. <laughs> After law school, I just couldn't say no to the trappings of disc brakes, carbon fiber, and electronic group sets. <laughs> maybe this is a cry for help. Who knows? But I'd love to hear your expert opinions and thoughts on my dire situation. Okay. Recommendations are welcome. Much love. Here, Here we go. Oh, sorry. Finish finish the sign off. That's much fine. love. Amants Talavaldis Lisvoxicus. Pronounced yeah, like Amants Kalinis, the famous Latvian composer. Oh, Vice yeah, president. Yeah, yeah. Vice president West River Racing, formerly Birchwood Racing. Ah, uh, okay. Now, right. races now, for Birchwood, too, which famously was the team that Spencer changed his jersey into when <laughs> the Minneapolis Messenger team comprised of Little Guy and fell Tim apart. Yeah. fell apart. Spencer, <laughs> Spencer broke us night. up. Broke us up. Yeah. I've gotten over it. Uh, <laughs> we, had, we, had, we had Eric, we had Eric too. Um, I, I, is, I rode for Birchwood for two yeah, years. Yeah. It was the first uh, cycling team I was ever on, and then I started my own. But... Um, this is a good-looking basement, by the way. Boys. I don't know that we can comment on this Spain cave at all because it's it's too perfect. Like, there's nothing to really dissect here. It's almost clinical in a way, um, oh. and that's I don't necessarily mean that in a bad way, but I think um, maybe what we can do is decide or give our best guess, and maybe we can get a reply email um, from. Uh, from this pain cave owner of what if neighborhood we, if, they live in. That's well, what uh, I was going. We already know the neighborhoods. <laughs> We've got the whole backstory, but um, what what kind of vehicle do we think uh, these bikes like? What roof rack? Oh, easy. Uh, are, Audi. Are these bikes this, is, this is totally an Audi driver. Okay. One hundred thousand percent. Tim's going to Audi. Audi. Um, oh wait, I'm not even done yet. This is like an oh, Audi. No, no, like no. this is like a what a four. Uh, what's the bigger one? The eight. The A eight. Oh, really? <laughs> this th- this I thing is taking maybe. up no. a lot of lane no, on West West Road. I'm looking at these bikes and I'm not thinking Audi. Yeah. Oh, this the is room, totally an Audi. The room says Audi. The bikes the, don't. Subaru. Little guy, what do you what do you got? What do you got? Subaru, man. Subaru. Uh, Subaru. West Are River you Racing. Subaru. You're thinking like the uh, like oh, out, you, oh, the wild edition or whatever it is, the outdoors version. You think oh, that this? Are there? those more? I have no. Yeah, I don't yeah, know anything anymore. They got little anodized bits on them and stuff too you think this room is somewhere over in like off river road little guy this thing is this is so 50th in france you do tim you are not acquainted with real estate prices in the twin cities anymore you're gonna need to be a lawyer to live near the river road yeah yeah gotcha yeah. okay all right yeah all right I, no i guess i'm wrong this, this <laughs> We'll see. They may have uh, come up. It's a good looking room. It's on the streets of Minneapolis. They may have come up heading over to Washington and and, uh, First Avenue North there to to the bike shop. They may have come up. They may even be 
vice president or whatever of Birchwood, formerly West River Cycling in Minneapolis. But this is a St. Paul apartment, boys. This, <laughs> Wait, this well, Highland. This Where is, is this some old. A... This is some near Summit Avenue. Summit Avenue. Oh yeah. This yeah. is. This, uh, this is a little bit nicer than an Audi. And well, I'd say only because of the campy, and you can only go to G- Grand Performance if you're going to get any campy work done in the Twin Cities, probably. Yeah, so, exactly. Like, right yeah, there, maybe. you got to be by Grand Performance, and I don't know if they still sponsor the the whatever the Birchwood team is now, but they used What's to. Your, yeah, I don't know. So yeah. they're probably still connected. So I think you're going there for your ten percent off, and uh, and you're not going that far because yeah, you're over you're over by Hamlin. You know, you're trying to reconnect <laughs> with your college days. Uh, and you're definitely, you can't, you can't really get into like, you're a lawyer, right? I'm assuming, I don't know. You see all your lawyer buddies. They're all the same. Oh, it's so boring, but you're the cyclist. You're the cool one. You've got roots. You've got history, right? You're not going to buy the Audi SUV that they all have. No, you're getting the cool Volvo wagon. You're getting the V90, uh, you're getting the cool one, the Polestar edition. Oh, with the, it's got yellow seatbelts. It's so cool. Um, it's pretty cool. Yellow seatbelts are pretty. Cool. And it Full costs a ton interior. of money. It's yeah. like it looks. <laughs> it, it's a sleeper. Like it looks like a normal Volvo wagon, but it is super fast and uh, very expensive. Um, so that that's my guess. Volvo wagon. Tim goes Audi SUV high-end model of some kind and little guy went with Subaru, which is, it's definitely an option. Maybe it's the second car. I don't know. I mean, in my defense, I don't know what anything costs. So. <laughs> like it real adult stuff. <laughs> no, I know, but I mean like real adult stuff. Like, it's Yeah, all, it's a it's lot. All. It's ridiculous. It's, it's, all, it's all, it all just makes me curl up and cry. Oh. Got an email from the corrector, Jeff oh. Diefenbach. Van Reisel, as I'm sure you're hearing from bajillions of us, AG2R will not will be on Van Reisel, not on Van Dessel. Tim. And I, I apologize for the mistake. It's all right, Tim. We let it slide. I was actually not sure when you said it, and I was just hopeful that That's somehow what, Van That Dessel, was kind of my vibe, too. I was like, I, was I like, didn't read the press huh. release. I don't know. That's that seems weird, but that's that's a twist. That's a turn. That's not what I expect. I mean, so Envy is sponsoring uh, Direct Energy now, which is a twist. Mm. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, I don't know. They're not that big. I don't even feel like they make more than one or two bikes. So then maybe they're just giving them forks. I don't know. Anyway, bikes. probably. And the emails continue. This next one comes to us: Discomfort Tower and Brown Shorts. Dear Slow Riders, all these recent shows talking about pain caves, and I just wanted to share mine. However, it may be more of a discomfort tower since it's on the second floor of the house, and it has a window. The room was originally part of our attic that became a toy storage playroom, hence the foam tile floor. The fact that the floor is inspired by the World Championship jersey was completely by accident, but no less awesome. (laughs) A few years ago, my wife moved her sewing equipment in there, and then I decided it would be the best spot for my trainer. My home office will also be going in this room once my daughter moves into her big girl room. The TV was purchased in Finland 13 years ago when I went there to work for a year. 
The fans are Amazon basics, and the dresser has something my in-laws gave us for one reason or another after we moved into the house. While our cat is not photographed, <laughs> you'll notice his presence <laughs> in the torn-up floor since yeah. he likes to use it to sharpen his claws. Now, on to more important subject matter. I can't believe I'm writing another email about shorts, but here we are. The lack of brown shorts in the World Tour is sad, and the lack of Campagnola in the World Tour is even sadder. But I think that you guys have the power to bring them back. In celebration of your upcoming 400th episode, you should design a kit that has brown shorts and a Team Carrera-inspired denim jersey with the rear pockets emblazoned with campy shifters and derailleur. I look forward to seeing this on the uh. WAP store soon and will be the first to put my name on the wait list. Take care and happy holidays. Craig Schmeising. Do I need to provide a pronunciation guide? <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> Yeah, oh. we'll find out. Craig, Probably. thank you so much. This is a yeah, solid pain cave. Got a finished TV. Oh, um, hang on. Now, wait. Let's talk about this jersey real quick. Because, <laughs> Tim, you keep talking about doing this with the right jersey, and I think it just got designed. I think it's done. Like, that sounded incredible to me. Ah, brown shorts. We can do it. Yeah. I the, mean, the, the denim jersey and brown yeah, shorts? Yeah. Yeah. Do you want to sell I, I, any I of these jerseys? Or do you want to sell yeah. any of the jerseys? Can't be on the we'll back. Sell. I mean, we make a denim jersey. We'll sell a denim jersey. We, we already got on one, one pre-order based on this email. It's pretty good. All right. And back to little the pancake. You know, the, the pancake is great. I like the lake <laughs> shoes, the double um, ratchet lake shoes. I've got those very same shoes. Um, hmm. uh, currently not using them now, but uh, or I am using them now. Uh, great shoes. A uh, little guy's going to be putting this one up on the Instagram, uh, along with the uh, awesome pain pain space that we got on the last email. But let's keep <laughs> let's keep this show on the road, shall we? Oh, next okay. email comes to us from Max Cooper. I did ha! I did get to install a rotor hydraulic shifting group on a Pal's Alchemy cross bike. Remember, it's it being about as annoying as you can imagine. Working on Campy, my crazy pal is still running it. Mechanical record with rotor oval power cranks on an S-Works tarmac. So many miles pedaled in anger. Super soft derailleur hanger forever. Tubulars (laughs) with goofy carbon spoke rims. Anyway, he went off the rails and lives off the grid out near the desert. So I don't have to deal with that Campy these days. It's a huge surprise. Otherwise, I sandbagged my dad into buying a Craigslist 7 with clapped-out campy. He, can, uh. he kept getting it worked on to no avail and finally bit the bullet and bought a custom 44. I then took that 7 and replaced the whole campy drivetrain, and my brother gets to love it and ride around Denver. Uh. So, great-looking yeah. bike. Did yeah. you see the bike, low guy? I like the spokes on the wheels, the campy, the campy wheels. It's looking good. A uh, picture of the uh, of uh, Max's uh, brother, I believe, with the Campy bike. Little guy will be throwing that on the Instagram as well. Take a look; it's fantastic to see. Many thanks for your email, Max. Oh, let's I don't believe. Going. I don't believe. I, see, the thing is, he said he was gonna. He installed the rotor group, and then there's a picture, and I was very excited when this email came through. Mm-hmm. Click on the picture, and normally a Campy equipped Thai bike, I'm over the moon, but. Mm-hmm. I wanted proof. I thought I was getting proof. I don't believe it. Still, find some photos for me, Max. It's interesting. That's an interesting. Yeah, that's an interesting point. Uh, never, still, never photographed on a real life bike. Interesting. 
Uh, we got a great email to us um, from Joseph Crompton, off-season content. Given the recent Nordic Corner episodes, I guess you're looking for content. However, as the only Australian listener, I'm enjoying Nordic. How I no idea what it is. The limit of my winter sport knowledge Welcome. is Welcome is not the, <laughs> the limit of my winter sport knowledge is not fall over and you win. Like Stephen Bradley, Australia's first Olympic gold medalist. Below hmm. is a link to the race. I share because my question for the podcast is this. What is what is your opinion on the spirit of gravel? Because as someone from down under, I don't really understand the spirit of the game. Just ask Englishman and, or an Indian about the spirit of cricket. Mm-hmm. Is the spirit of gravel has an excuse for being bad? Or are we from Michael Matthew Corner missing something? Your only Aussie listener, Joseph Crompton. So the first only- I want you guys the first thing I want you guys to think about is the spirit of gravel. But I want to give a shout out. Everyone should also go to Inst- uh, YouTube and look up Stephen Bradley gold medal in the Olympics. It's short track speed skating. I remember watching this live because it's Apollo Ono, the American heartthrob at the 2002 uh, Salt Lake Winter Games. Mm-hmm. And it's like a, an eight lap short tracks sprint. And there's five people in the race. And Stephen Bradley's off the back by about 20 feet. And the first four riders all or first four skaters all go down. So Stephen Bradley comes around and takes Coasted the gold by. medal, yeah. co- like takes the gold medal. And Stephen Bradley's actually gone on to become like, you know, famous Australian. He recently just saved four people from drowning off the, uh, the gold coast of Australia and got like a medal for it. Really? Um, it's pretty cool. Two medals then. This guy's yeah. decorated. Yeah, I know. So, they but were Joseph like, what Crompton do you want for question. your heroics? And he's like, obviously a medal, obviously. I, so that's all I'm used to getting. Yeah. Well, no, that's so, great though. so my question, or the question uh-huh. from Joseph, what is, what's our opinion on the spirit of gravel? Well, I think the spirit of gravel's dead. <laughs> and I, is, is my opinion, yeah. is that fun is no yeah. longer really there. If you're looking for fun in American uh, racing, uh, Joseph, it's going to be either in like stuff like Tour Divide, because I still think that that's like that the bike packing racing is still kind of enjoyable for the most part for people yeah. that are. But they've got rules that aren't fun. The other yeah. is um, disagree. Yeah, I, I think kind of the XC Mountain <laughs> Marathon world is probably the other place. So like I'm thinking along the lines of Schwamigan or Big Frog, something that's like a little bit. What's Big Frog? I don't, I don't know. know that some is. race. No, it's no. like the Hedgehog puzzle. Base. Tim. All, all, all your suggestions here. So, okay, let's break it down. What's the spirit of gravel? What was the spirit of gravel? R.I.P. It was the separation of competition from like organizational structure, right? Like it was the fact that you could organize people to go out and have an event that didn't require a governing body, that didn't require even entry fees at most races um, that didn't require that, that, you know, you used to get cue cards with the directions on them uh, that you kind of had to follow as you were doing this race because you didn't know the route. It wasn't programmed in your Garmin or whatever. Um, That to me was the spirit. It was this kind of DIY punk rock ethic and I don't think any of the events that you just mentched have that. I, that's, that's just my opinion. Um, 
I think where you're going to find the spirit of gravel or the closest thing to it are are fringe events like cycle speedway. Uh, uh, I think that is the kind of thing that we need to get behind. Um, cycle ball is the kind of thing that we need to get behind. Um, yeah. Even yeah. artisanal bike dancing is something that we need to get behind because, man, they're just doing whatever over there. Like, like I don't care for for uh, what people think is cool in cycling. They're just doing their thing. And, you know, maybe the UCI has made world championships for it and stuff, but, like, nobody in the in the quote-unquote bike world cares. <laughs> like, no, nobody nobody who's listening to this podcast can tell me who won artistic uh, bike dancing or whatever uh, in, well, in Glasgow. Someone obviously so, wasn't there. Yeah. Quick, um, okay, look it up. All I'm saying is Cycle Speedway and these type of things is uh, – is where the spirit lies. It's 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 the let's invent something new with the with the weird tools that we have. Did yeah, a okay. pedal, uh, two wheels and two pedals or whatever. Yeah. What do you think, I mean, Logan? The spirit, uh, you know, the spirit's dead. I think the Spencer's thing. Uh, true spirit of gravel is just not racing. <laughs> it's just going bike. Basically, yeah. Spend <laughs> um, money. Why do you give a? Give a shout out to, got a couple of other emails, but just quick shout outs as we wrap up. Uh, Tom, thanks for the follow up. You guys may remember Tom was the rider who lives in Trexler Town. Uh, ah, fueling yeah. up on those yeah. uh, Swedish fish. 12 fish equals 29 grams of carbs. Did the math already. I love um, that he did the math. I love Yeah, that. yeah. It was great. The best part was just eating this junk. This Tom is- has not been to the T Town swap. Really? But he's, happy to, swap. but he's happy to check it out for us. Oh, please so, do. Tom, contact him. See if you can get a press pass. Get in even earlier <laughs> than, than the crowds. Shop the deals, yeah. Just shop the deals. It's, um, such, the a deals good, it's such a good swap. But we'll, we'll Tom has – he's raced at the track. Uh, it's pretty cool. We have a printer. Um, <laughs> and then uh, I, I think we got to uh, just give one quick uh, email, the last one to wrap up um, before we get yeah. to uh, the next episode. This one comes to us just now. Hot off the presses. This is an email to us from Sally in New Zealand. We are getting the long-awaited Golden Retriever this week. The original plan was to pick him up on Friday, but I'm going to pick him up on Wednesday and film Jeff's reaction just for you guys. (laughs) Thank you for saving yet another marriage. Because I am the kind of person... We've done it again. (laughs) Because I am the kind of person I am. I have Santa photos booked for the beach on Saturday, and you bet your bottom dollar that Windsor will be in it. I will try to get Jeff to park his van behind Santa, too, so everyone uh, wins. Yes. Also, <laughs> completely dog and van unrelated, Jeff and I got back from a trip to New Caledonia, thanks to babysitter grandma, and we went for a 34-kilometer bike trip. I'm just curious, and without any disrespect to you or your listeners, but who hurt you all? To make you do that for fun. <laughs> My bottom hurt. I got sunburnt, And saying shut up your shut up legs did not stop them from feeling like jelly. I have a cat five tattoo that looks so big. It's more like a cat 94. My uh-huh. lowest gear did not work. But I only knew that because Jeff told me. My chain fell off for no reason. Especially not because I was changing gears every second. But because <laughs> I didn't even understand what they meant 
by being built by the French. I can only assume we're on the wrong side of the handlebars for that reason. The, the only motivation, the only motivation, of course, apart from partaking in an activity I know Jeff loves, was knowing that there was one horse on the island we were staying on, and I needed to find him. Please enjoy attached photos of some of the many animals I insisted we dismount our bikes so I could pet. Okay, I'm exaggerating. It was actually pretty fun, and we found a cool turtle shell. A shout-out to Jeff. I do not know why you put up with all my antics, but I love that you do. And here's to many uh, more dog, van, and children bike adventures we have planned together. Signing off for now, lads. Your work is done here. Proud dog owner, Sally, the wife of Jeff, of the van. Oh, look at this. Bringing people boys, together. We've, we've done, done it. it again, boys. Yeah. You're on the Slow Ride Podcast. We've saved yet another marriage. Yeah, and, they, found, uh, they found the dog. It's great. Yeah. We, oh. And you know what? Honestly, like, uh, and she she may have been joking. Um, That's in a the giant end, turtle shell. When, when, <laughs> uh, right. When you, That's huge. When you ask, when, when people ask, why do you do this? Why do you torture yourselves on, on bikes all the time? It's exactly those stories that she told later on in the, in that letter, you know, like finding weird stuff on the side of the road, yeah. running into weird sites you wouldn't have seen otherwise. Um, you know, the conversations along the way, and that's exactly why we do it. And uh, that's how you get sucked in, Sally. So watch it. You you might uh, be writing us a year from now asking us, uh, you know, our thoughts about the Tour de France, and, and here's your prediction. So yeah, <laughs> I'm not saying, but I'm just saying it's a slippery yeah. slope. Oh, fantastic stuff. Mm. I'd like to thank all of the listeners and subscribers of the Wide Angle Podium Network. Head over to wideanglepodium.com to find out how you can support independent cycling media. And make sure you check out Cyclocross Radio next week and the Wide Angle Podium YouTube channel where Bill has been uploading some great videos from the mm-hmm. Cyclocross mm-hmm. National Championships in Louisville, Kentucky. We'd also like to thank BK1 of Rhyme Series Entertainment for the intro and outro music. And check us out on Instagram and Twitter at the Slow Ride Pod. Email us at the Slow Ride Podcast at gmail.com. And with that, this is Tim in Orlando. Matt in Minneapolis. And this is Spencer bringing the energy from Holyoke, Massachusetts, <laughs> reminding you Forgot to about always that. wave at all your fellow cyclists that you'll see out on the road. The Slow Ride Podcast. Bikes, advice, and rumors straight from the source. TheSlowRidePodcast.com and on Twitter at TheSlowRidePod. Hello and welcome to Nordic Corner. This is Nate Chenenko from cloudy and rainy Rochester, New York, where we're still lacking snow. However, there is not a lack of snow in Östersund, Sweden, where the third round of the cross-country ski World Cup went off last weekend. Uh, probably one of the most exciting World Cup weekends in since I have been paying attention to skiing, which has not been terribly long, honestly. Um, the sort of highlights, I suppose, were on Saturday, they did a classic sprint, which has typically not been a very strong uh, category for the US team, especially on the men's side. However, JC Schoonmaker, who's one of the younger American men, um, 
got third place, which was the first U.S. men's podium in like six years since 2017, five or six years. I can't even remember um, since we were on the podium. And we had the fourth place finisher as well, which was very exciting for the U.S. team. Um, not really a whole ton of drama on the classic sprint day for the men. Johannes Klebo won the race by an preposterous margin he was like taking his pole straps off as he crossed the line which i love to see this is like the cycling equivalent of like fully zipping up the jersey and posting up at the win um in like a super short sprint race not even after you know 100 kilometers but these these races take three and a half minutes so to have enough time at the lead after all going through all the heats and the semifinal and then coming through the final with that much time is like he's back he's he had covid he's back he's no longer sick the women's classic sprint was even more exciting we had two women in the final for that race as well jesse diggins and rosie brennan and jesse diggins she said in post-race interviews she kind of burnt herself up in the heats and didn't really have a lot left for the final um which like spoiler alert was fine because she ended up winning the next day's race the 10k freestyle uh but rosie brennan came through the heats definitely feeling pretty strong and then went into the final and my goodness my son and i were on the couch watching this on my laptop and we were on tilt with what happened when the last corner so there's they come up this pretty it on tv it doesn't look like much but like pretty decent rise into a about 170 degree turn around what is effectively a bunch of cones and it seemed like from watching all of the other heats and watching the men's races that the best lines around that were either all the way on the inside so it's a right hand turn around this like 170 degree corner um and the best line was either fully on the inside or fully on the outside. If you were in the middle, you'd get like squeezed off and by the outside person and then shuffled to the back pretty quickly. So Rosie Brennan sets up on the outside. So the far left side of the track as you come around, since it's a right hand turn. So she sets up on the far left side and is coming up this hill, like steaming up this hill and gets near the top of the hill and the Swedish coach is in the track, like fully bumps into her. She has to push him out of the way and then continues on. She's like yelling at him. And then you can tell kind of has this like adrenaline burst and then just like blows up um, and doesn't finish on the podium, which was fine. Like making the final and finishing well in the final of a classic sprint is still super impressive. But like the announcers barely noticed it, which is also fine because they've got a lot going on. So I, I try to do as little preparation for these things as possible, but I did, I was so mad about it. I did have to figure out what had happened for my son who was like distraught over the whole thing. And they find the coach like 500 Swiss francs from FIS, the, the, which is the UCI for skiing, the Federation Internationale du Ski. And they find him 500 Swiss francs, which like, to be fair, is probably a lot of money for a cross country ski coach. And I'd be pretty pissed about it if it happened to me. And then I think they pulled his bib, his credentials for the next day, or at least the rest of that day. But man, so upsetting. And then there's a Rosie Brennan interview where she's talking about how it's not the first time that's happened to her. And she thinks that coaches should be better. But the best part about the whole thing is, well, he should have been like fully suspended. I mean, this is like, it's a lot less severe than hitting somebody with a team car in a bike race. 
obviously, but like to fully, to just totally impede the race like that is I think totally inexcusable. But the best part of the whole thing is that the Norwegian coach who's standing in the same spot is just going off on the Swedish coach who got in the way, which I definitely appreciated. So some big drama on that, uh, which was taken through into the next day, not really so much the drama, but like the Swedish focus taken through the next day. Um, the men did pretty well in the 10K freestyle, but the women dominated. They put three women in the top 10 uh, with Jesse Diggins winning it by a huge margin. Rosie Brennan in fifth, I think. And then Sophia Laukley in eighth. And she's like an excellent runner and is coming off this amazing running career. Um, and people weren't sure if she would be able to turn that into ski fitness. And it has definitely worked. But the big story on the freestyle, the distance 10K freestyle day was actually the Swedish again with their skis being dreadful, like they were awful. And they normally have one of the best, maybe the best, like deepest, definitely the deepest women's team on the sprint side. And they can, you know, a 10K is the shortest distance race that they do. Um so a lot of the sprinters usually do pretty, pretty well, especially Ebba Anderson, who has been like a leader on the World Cup all season and finishes really well and can is one of the few people that can challenge Jesse Diggins from the U.S. in a skate race. And even Ebba Anderson was so far off the pace. Like, I don't know, they must have put like it was like they had me waxing their skis. They had like sandpaper on the bottom of these things. It was ridiculous. They were just going nowhere and their form looked pretty good. They didn't look like they were dead. It just something something was going on with their skis and they were they were super super slow so especially after the swedish coach pissing us off on saturday that kind of made me happy um we're there are more races next weekend i think they may be in trondheim i'm not even really sure i've kind of lost focus period one is like pretty long and i can only imagine what it's like for the athletes uh if you want to give feedback on nordic corner or if you just hate it and want it to die you can email me. My name is Nate Chenenko. So that's C-H-E-N-E-N-K-O at gmail.com. And I will take your feedback and I may even implement your feedback. Uh, we will continue to do Nordic Corners for as long as this Little Ride podcast puts them on the end. Uh, as you can tell from my intro, I already forgot what episode we're on. It's either five or six. I'm not really sure. And thank you again for listening. This is Nate Chenenko in Rochester, New York. Have a great day. There's an elegance to bike racing. For all its technology and engineering, it's a simple question of physics. How do you move a body through space as quickly and efficiently as possible? When the rider and the machine work as one, it's almost as if the solid world has melted away and all that remains is the spirit, the pure, raw, and unfiltered soul of sport. Life is measured in many units, miles, kilometers, kilos, and pounds, but we measure it one corner at a time. We've entered the golden age of crit racing, the most exciting spectator event in sport, where all of human drama plays out before us on our city streets. On this show, we bring you the news of the day and take you inside the personalities of the teams and riders and right up to the gates of the premier events in the world. Welcome to 
Criterium Nation. 